Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I don't know what this assisting means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, it's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. All just armored to like the nth degree. Dastardly, dashing ahead. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. The des despotic? Damn it! <laughs> all just armored to, like, the nth degree. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. Some of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And I'm taking the night off from my job as Superman in order to be Tinzian. <laughs> this is Death Before Dishonor. This is episode 186 in a sometimes weekly series starring a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. So, a couple weeks ago, last time we met, uh, I'm going to let Tinzian kind of catch us up on where we are as we wander through the keep full of possible vampires and unknown invisible people. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Well, who's a Dungeon Master? Because according to Twitch, I'm Carl, so I'm going to take the uh, night off and just kick things. Oh, yes, you are Carl. <laughs> I have to switch you around. How'd that happen? So, uh, episode 186. But before I get there, a couple administrative notes. Uh, one, we have missed the five-year anniversary for Death Before, which was uh, in early May. So, congratulations to us for Yay. that. But more importantly, uh, Florian, I think that you are pretty much up on your two-year. Yeah, uh, really? Wow, that's crazy. I think I looked. I think I looked the other day, and it was getting close. But with how we record things, uh, I may as well, you know, say it now while we're doing it. Okay. In the last episode, the party had explored a bit of the castle, ran into what appeared to be some automaton or uh, remotely controlled knights in armor. And then they chose to go into the small village that is next to the castle, where they were served uh, food by invisible staff, or at least um, some sort of you know, ghostly apparitions. Who knows? They can't see it. It's all good. And... Just as the bells in town were starting to ring, as it was getting close to dusk, uh, someone or something was starting to make up one of the rooms of the inn for the party. I believe you guys were still inside. Carl had uh, ordered up another round of... No, sorry, it was Cesar who had ordered up some food. Florian, as Carl, was heading up the stairs with Xanatari to follow the floating uh, linens. Ah. And you have about an hour until dusk. I just mentioned that as an aside. No reason to panic. Mm -hmm. Go forth. So, let us continue with um, Cesar. You pick us up for tonight. 
Hello. Hello. So they're leaving me behind, right? Well, or you're leaving them behind, or you're just kind of getting ahead in life. Um, well, to keep things simple, since it's been a little while, as usual, I will, um, I will catch myself up with them and make sure they don't get too far out of sight and continue on with them. Okay. Hey, wait up! Oh, what's going on in the mirror, Mr. Cesar? Um, I don't know uh, as much about the world as you do, uh, Mr. Cesar and Mr. Santari. Is this... this, this uh, there's usually not... Uh, if, I'm sorry, if somebody talks about ghost towns, they don't mean something like this? Usually? <laughs> Carl, I don't know that I would go so far. I thought the last time that we started this, we were in an inn about to have a drink. And I'm just confused as to where we are right now, Carl, because I kind of remember going upstairs after that point and, and just just not being able to remember anything else because it's been just, just an upsetting, upsetting few minutes here. I'm sure there's a rational explanation for all of this, uh, some kind of magical explanation that doesn't at all involve ghosts or any kind of undead people, it'll be fine. So... Or will it? (laughs) 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 Says the man who's friends with death. Not only friends, but also an employee and possible member of a stock uh, incentive purchasing plan. (laughs) Great. He owns stock in the afterlife, is that what you're trying to say? You own stock in the afterlife, and I, I believe you have been the one vacillating. been the one vacillating back and forth between. I wish we had a vacation, and um, I wish something would happen. So you know, ride the sine wave. I see. Is, is this the Hotel California? Could be. Okay. Could Where be Freebird. All fifteen minutes of it, but you know. <laughs> all right. So you guys still going upstairs, or been um, co-opted by the church bell? I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. Let's follow. Let's check it out. Upstairs, there are a couple of doors, about four doors. Nothing seems overly strange regarding the size of the hallway upstairs or doesn't seem to stretch into the far distance or have twins standing anywhere nearby or anyone rolling a tricycle or horse down the, the way. But um, the linens stop in the middle of the hallway, and pairs of them split off. One group goes to the left, one goes to the right. Doors open to uh, whatever rooms lay beyond, and the linens float inside. I see how it is. Months on the road with these two. The second we get into an inn, it's a room to yourself. <laughs> she stalks down the hall into the room. Nobody, nobody saw Cesar uh, whip out the platinum travel card that <clears throat> has all those points for uh, Ghost Inn. Okay. So uh, you just pick one of the rooms and go in, Xanatory? Yep. Pretty standard, um, not exactly a huge, massively spacious room, but comfortable, sort of an uh, attic loft-type deal. Um, 
bed, wash basin, place to drop your stuff. Okay. Kind of a something something of a desk and a couple windows. The sunroof, the uh, the window that is that's in the um, ceiling, mm-hmm. is however uh, sealed. Okay. And there's a window on the wall. Um, do I get the feeling that this uh, invisible host is in the room as well? Are the linens like floating over to the bed, or what's the deal? Yes, the linens are floating over, and um, some basic stuff is starting to happen to the mattress in terms of fluffing the mattress and um, basic. You know, they don't have form-fitting sheets per se in that time and age, but um, stuff is going down to at least make it somewhat comfortable. Okay, um, I'm going to turn and slam the door. And apologizing profusely, Zentari's going to take one of the linens and throw it over where she suspects this invisible um, chambermaid is. Okay. Um, there is just two, two points of catch, as if it was a pair of hands. All right. Okay, I will remove this blanket and open the door again. Okay. Um, eventually it moves around and kind of deposits stuff here and there that needs to be, and the door does not slam shut of its own accord. In the other room, if anyone looks, same kind of deal happens. It's up to Xanatari or whoever wants to be in the room to know what just happened. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Xanatari is running into rooms and slamming the doors and opening them and throwing sheets around. He'll check out, you know, maybe then the room next door or something like that. Okay, so one of the uh, rooms that hasn't been open so far? Right. Um, there is uh, the rattle of a locked door. Um, does the door seem strong or not? For a public house, um, it doesn't look suspiciously overly strong, but it's of good construction. Okay. What about the lock? Uh, The lock is likewise of good construction. Okay. Do you want to check out the room across? Yeah, I'll check if that, you know, see if the rest are that way or not. Okay. The one across from the hall is unlocked and is unmade, but not unkempt. Okay. I guess I'll keep going down, see if any others are are locked or not. There's only the four rooms up there. Oh, okay. Small village. Right. uh... This isn't the Hyatt. Nope. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carl, what would you like to do? Um, Carl is watching Mr. Cesar and... (laughs) Say at one point, uh, Mr. Cesar, if you really want, I think I could open um, <laughs> the store uh, by force, but I don't, whatever these invisible creatures or ghosts are, they would probably not appreciate that. I think we'll be all right. Why don't you give it a shot? Uh, Great. If you say so, okay. So, um, Carl's gonna. Uh, go up to the lock and uh, tr- try to, well, at first um, rip off the lock or some, uh, if it's attached to a chain, um, 
remove a link from the chain. So you're going to try and rip the lock off the door? Yeah, while he's very concerned um, at this point, not damaging the door itself, only the lock. Mm, okay. Um, as this happens, by the way, uh, everyone notices that there are no mirrors in their rooms. But um, slowly after, or soon after, um, Xanatari's room, or whichever one of the first rooms it was made up, uh, a full-length mirror, kind of in a wooden frame, and legs is seen kind of being toted up the stairs by, again, unseen forces and heading into the room. It looks like there's another one at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> well, that's nice. Uh, okay. How long until night? Um, should you care at this point, 45 minutes. <laughs> yes, I, I do care. Okay. Um... With a twisting of the lock and everything, Carl, you are able to get the door open, but um, the lock grows extremely cold in your hands and starts hissing. Uh, I'm going to let go and take a step back. Mr. Scissor, I think there's something strange about this lock. It's so cold, it's burning. As oh. you... Go on. I'm just going to... Um, maybe you don't touch it? Uh, already doing so. Okay. Um. Everyone. Dexterity. Seventeen plus eight. Twenty-five. Uh, 28. 6 plus uh, 19. Okay. Um, Cesar being the, the wily one and Xanatari having the benefit of range, uh, do not have to deal with the lock that explodes into shards of frozen iron that, unfortunately, Cesar has to. <laughs> you mean Carl? Carl, yeah, long night, long day. That just doesn't seem fair. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> Carl, do you have any automatic escapes as far as your skills? Um, I s probably. <laughs> How um, much damage was it for? Oh, I haven't said um, yet. I can gain temporary uh, hit points. That's. Uh, I can ignore six points of damage or um, oh or um, 12 uh, as a daily and or six as an encounter both okay. are immediate reactions so you have an option of either using one of those or impressing all of us especially me with a really good description of an escape from the situation. Uh, so is there something other in the hallway uh, besides Carl and Cesar himself? Uh, um, Cesar and Carl himself? Um, Xanatari is there, but there's no sort of hallway table or anything. It's just kind of a 
kind of a bare walled uh, wood walled passage. And is uh, Cecil standing behind Carl, or in the other another direction? He is behind you. Yeah, I think it was like across the hall at that other door. And so he just um, takes some sort of defensive stance and uh, put an arm uh, to protect his eyes, but he won't step aside um, because that would, well, uh, <laughs> bring Mrs. Cesar into danger, danger and he's um, used to be some sort of meat shield, so that's his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl, taking one for the team, most of the team, not the important part. Okay. Um, Carl, you take 12 points of damage, which you can choose to ignore if you wish. I do so. Okay. <laughs> Shake it <laughs> off, Carl. So, uh, Carl can basically catch uh, the crater's shrapnels. <laughs> okay. Um, do you attempt to, you know, chopstick them out of each individual fragment out of the air and <laughs> make, make, a, make an art make an art uh, piece with them as you do that. Okay. Um, so you take the exploding lock. It is left now a hole in the floor. So which is, appears nice to be things. above the kitchen. Um, which has also apparently damaged some stuff in the kitchen in terms of there's a piece of the floor sticking out of a pot of stew and some other things. But you hear something even worse coming from the room. Deep, deep snoring. Oh, it seems this room is occupied. (laughs) (laughs) And the the louder voice... Carl's gonna uh, shout out, uh, Dear invisible hosts, we are gonna pay for this damage before we leave in next morning. <laughs> wow, That's that guy can sleep through anything. Okay. The deep snoring continues. Does anybody choose to um, Explore the room that has just been opened, or do you want to realize, wait, this is a public house and could be people sleeping? So, is the the door closed still, or did did it open? It just kind of swung a little bit, a little bit open because just from the pressure of pulling it out, it just okay. the, the lock out. Does the door open into the room or out of the room? Into the room. Okay. And we've never we haven't seen anybody besides ghost hands, right? Nope. Or the um. Phantasmal invisible figures that you threw um, something over when they were carrying the caskets at the right. And I think I saw death. Yes, you did okay. see death. Got it. Um, is the room dark? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, Cesar will slip on his goggles and just try to peer through whatever. Don't open the door any further yet, just to see what he can see through the crack of the ajar door. Okay. Um, you see a figure asleep in the bed. Okay. And you also hear that there is the sound like something else is moving in the room. Sort of a clomp, 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 clomp. 
but I don't thing. see anything. You don't see anything, but the sound is just a little bit too regular, too even. Did the door, did I notice if the door, when it did open, and it might have been too much going on, when it, once the lock blew apart or whatever, did it make noise? Like, did it creak or squeak when the door swung open a little bit, or did I not notice, or? Answer unknown. Yeah. Um, Cesar will gesture to Carl and Xanatari to come towards him, come near him, and uh, he'll turn around, he'll pull out his crossbow, and he'll slowly push the door open okay. further. Before you do that, uh, you should note that the door appears to have taken zero damage from the lock. There's not even a shard of anything metallic sticking out of the door. Okay. And um, as you put your hand on the door, you feel uh, a coldness starting to creep up your hand. Um, I will stop touching the door. Okay. The cold feeling continues to persist, and you find that you are not able to use that hand. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. He'll um, he'll back away from the door. He's not going to say anything because he doesn't want to make noise right now. But he'll back up away from there with a significant handicap and try to figure out what's going on with his hand. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to make a roll for that or move on to somebody else? Sure. Whatever it would be. Well, do you want to do heal. natural or arcana? Or heal? Um, let's do heal for fun. I always do arcana. Okay. Uh, 30. Okay. You are finding out that the um, effect upon you is something that does not appear to have been made by uh, your skin getting pierced or a contact poison. Okay. And slowly you kind of start feeling pins and needles creeping from your fingers where you first touched it. But um, you can't quite think of anything in any of the books that you've read that would cause that naturally. Sinatari. Uh, Zanatari wouldn't have really noticed any of that uh, part about the coldness or his reaction, just figuring that Cesar is his usual cautious and somewhat, uh, yeah, last to go into fight scenario. She she just assumes that he's backing up um, once he ascertained that there's no gold or goodies or anything. So she's going to pull her sword out and poke at the door to swing it in. And probably not paying attention to the sound of the clomping. Um, she's kind of worried about the occupant at this point when there's exploding locks, etc. So uh, she's going to kind of tiptoe in. Um, Bert, I'm going to bring Bert out just so I have a little bit of light. I'm just going to leave him in the corridor, though, so it's kind of a reflective light rather than, you know, a spotlight right on someone's face. Okay. Um, there is a slight crackle of energy as your sword 
touches the doorway. But you were able to move it open. Uh, your hand does not react to the door. Okay. And uh, the light from Bert and actually the light from the hallway ends at the doorway. Ends at the doorway. Huh. Yes. Um, you, for all the stuff you've kind of dealt with so far, you can almost smell a spell, for lack right. of a better term. Kind of like... Um, Ozone before a thunderstorm. Yeah, you 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 you've disrupted some sort of magic, but there's still magic in this room, um, and you've done something to it, so you kind of get that comparison. All right, I'm gonna roll an arcana to see if I can ascertain what it is exactly. Uh, thirty-two. Okay. Uh, some sort of darkness spell. Meaning lights, like put the lights out. We don't want any daylight disturbing our sleep, kind of spell, or there are just no, no light, at least as far as the doorway. And do I sense it's like around that portal area and just there, like in, within a you know two foot radius? And once you get past it, it'll be gone, or is it just surrounding the entire room? We'll make we'll make a we'll make a guesstimate that probably it only extends a little bit in beyond the doorway. Okay. Um, is it trying to just move through it? It doesn't seem like the kind of spell that's going to hurt you. It's just more of a uh, someone inside can see you and you can't see them scenario. Okay. Um, as you do that, you feel something crawl over your boot out the door. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Um, entering the room, the shades are drawn, everything is kind of closed up, um, and the room itself appears to be unoccupied. It is made up. The sheets are nice. Actually, the sheets are rumpled and kind of like something has been sleeping in there, but you don't see anything actually in the room at this point in time. Okay. Well... Out of character, Cesar did though, right? Before she came in. Cesar has seen something in the bed. Okay. Okay, well, I will just look and just assume that it was an empty room, no harm done, back out again and come back into the hall and kind of shrug at everyone. No, there's no one there. Okay. Um, Carl, as Xanatari heads into the room, a small little for lack of a better term, um, spider bot that looks like something Cesar would have on him or one of his clockworks comes out and um, scuttles over Zantari's boot into the hallway. And kind of like a peacock, a piece of paper that's about the size of a business card flips up like a tail um, It just kind of stops in between you and Cesar. Mr. Cesar, could you l l have a look at this? It looks kind of dangerous. And <laughs> he is looking around to see if there's something throwable near him. Uh, he'll, uh, huh? Yeah, Cesar's distracted by his hand and he looks up and sees this thing on the ground and does it look like something he would recognize? Is there anything he can glean from it? Just you know, sort of knowing what he knows. 
By the way, anybody um, that wants to play along for what this little robot looks like, um, look up Peacock Spider on YouTube. And there is a very cute video of one of these peacock spiders, and it's doing this kind of dance. And that's what I'm sort of envisioning this little creature to do. Cesar, it is not one of yours. Um, or actually, it could be one of yours, but it's been modified. But it doesn't look like it is an advanced design. You may have lost one of these at some point in time. Could have been something on the side. Okay. But um, without seeing the maker's mark, you could have made it. But... Can I get a sense of what its function is? Um, right now, it seems to be uh, waving this card around. <laughs> It's a really polite just greeter. That, that that it could very well just be a a business card robot, probably. Um, Cesar with you know the uh, thought that he could be risking his other hand, he's going to reach out with his still usable hand and take the card slowly. Okay. As you do, um, the bot settles down and just kind of deactivates. Okay. In the middle of the hallway. Um, it's the writing you don't recognize, but it is addressed to you, Cesar. Okay. It says, get in here. P.S. Don't kill all of them. Kill all of them. Okay. Um, it's hand, like a handwritten note? Yes. Does it look familiar, the writing, the handwriting or anything? As mentioned 20 seconds ago, no. No. Okay. Um, He's distracted by his injury. Mm-hmm. He'll pocket the note. Um, how big is the robot thing? Mm, probably has a fist. Okay. Um, yeah, fist. He'll pick that up and put it in his pocket, too. Okay. Um, that you've noticed that there's enough of your maker's mark. Um, I don't know where you stash it, but if you were to look quickly, you'd see kind of a tail end of your maker's mark. It, part of it has been filed off and another mark has been added to half of yours. Cesar's got a girlfriend. Hmm. Okay. He'll look at that more later. He's, um... <clears throat> he'll, um... He'll go back up to the door and... And, uh... And peer in to see if he can see anything more. Okay. Um, you see... Death sitting on the edge of the bed. Oh, okay. He'll, uh, he'll go in. Okay. Whether or not you see um, anything else in the room is uh, questionable at this point in time. But death is in there essentially kind of tapping, tapping its foot, waiting, and, and somewhat amused. Uh, acknowledges the fact that you've come in 
and says, uh, this town's pretty strange, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not your usual, usual town, that's for sure. Looking somewhat serious, Death tells you that something is going to be happening soon, but, um, you need to have Xanatari not do probably what she would do as her first reaction. All right, what's going to happen? Um, you're going to meet the residents of the town. Uh, which are, who are? The residents of the town. <laughs> Death essentially sums it up that it's it's a special town, uh, as you've already noticed, and there is a reason for the strangeness, but this town only becomes this active when something... Um, Shoot, I'm kind of having a uh, a Carl translating moment. It's, I don't know. It's kind. It's kind of actually a ghost town, right? But what you're going to run into isn't necessarily going to be bad for you to start out with. So friendly ghosts. Could be, um, there could be some other stuff going on here, but, um, death isn't, (laughs) sounds like, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like you're not going to immediately die, but you're going to run into an encounter. (laughs) Okay. Um, Cesar, you're going to, long story short. You are going to run into some vampires. No! No! Oh, okay. This is d <laughs> It can't be long story short. Skip to the end! This is what happens when you don't record every week. <laughs> so there was some fighting and just, you know. Yep. Uh, this is a town of undead, but it's also a town where there are some living inhabitants. There... Okay. Not exactly an evil town, but this place has been known to be, um, have been wiped off the map a couple of times in its past. It's kind of got a bad luck to it. Okay. What happened to the town in the past, though, isn't necessarily the issue. Death is concerned more for the fact that the ground rose up and seem to be quite sentient about it and ate part of the castle. Right. Okay. So, we're gonna meet the residents soon, but you don't want Xanatari to... Immediately start killing things. Right. Do you want her to hold off? I mean, what... what? Yeah. What are you telling me here? Yeah, um, she doesn't need to wipe the town off the map this time, just from the get. What are you talking about? Who does that? Who would do that? That's Bert. It's not my fault. That was Bert. And we've been joined by co-GM Freddy, who, those who are in the live stream will probably hear him purr. Those who get this afterwards from um, their podcast stream probably have it edited out. 
you're trying you're the fact that you're here is just happens to be the closer town that is having issues but right your issue is that um your town is in the line of whatever is gonna be you know happening right <laughs> all right so do you have some sort of goal you want to me or us to accomplish here right now Don't not, kill everyone. Yeah, essentially, don't don't kill anyone. Um, if you can try to get something out of here, if you can try to learn something, there is a necromancer that is here. You've noticed the stuff watching you, um, okay. but nothing so far aside from the lock, which uh, Death is kind of like sheepishly pleased about. Apparently, you have inspired Death to take up some uh, mechanic skills experimentation mm. so the lock and everything else was kind of just nice funsies best perception roll ever <laughs> <laughs> okay but whether you can salvage a town or actually if you want to since you seem to be collecting misfits at your town you've got the drow already um, if you want some vampires or whatever you know you can might be able to make friends and influence uh, who those who could otherwise be enemies. Okay. Well, I will try not to sick Xanatari on what we encounter here. I imagine that's not going to be the easiest thing, but we'll give it a shot, I guess. Would she be hearing this, or is this like a psychic conversation you're having? Um, no, you would not be hearing any of this. Okay. As, as, as far as you know, um, Cesar walked into the room, and Cesar's still in the room. Okay. Okay. Is, uh, is that it? Anything else, boss? Death is extremely concerned that whatever is causing um, these towns to go missing, the souls that should be going to it, are not. You just kind of get black holed. No pun intended, right. but um, something's something old and something ancient, etc. Is uh, yeah, getting in on the game. Got it. Now that makes sense. I see some motivation here. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, death does mention that those who had been at your Cesorium did make it to the afterlife. Those? There were, bu- there were a bunch of bodies that were at the Caesorium. Oh, I thought you meant the ones that Bert uh, might have taken out at the end. Do you mean those that were dead in the middle? Oh, those, those, those ones you don't know, but the, the ones that you found that were around the Caesorium. Okay. But, you know, you don't have, like, an ID list or anybody else to know, but apparently Death seemed to think that at some point in time, you're going to care about that. Got it. Okay. All right. Any idea when all this is going to go down? As soon as the sun does. Oh, okay. Which is in 20 minutes? About that. Got it. Okay. Um, there's also, while you were there, a rumbling from under the ground. 
kind of like an earthquake, but just the starting tremors of it, but it stops. And something very deep, deep down has moved. Got it. Okay. I'll see what I can figure out there for you, boss. Okay. Um, Death mentions also that you may want to stay away from the castle because uh, that sort of empty spot that it was a couple episodes mentioned that Death is not able to track whatever is doing this. Some sort of hole in that it sees. Uh, apparently that is coming back up towards the surface. Oh. Got it. And right around the castle. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to steer clear of there. I think that might be a might be a wise idea. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. Um, Carl. What would you like to do because you've been patient this long? He's gonna walk up to St. Harry and say so. Um, I think we went to this town because we, the, the Caesarium, uh had a map that showed us that there's trouble here. But as far as I'm concerned, the toast is happy being a ghost town. So maybe we should just leave and maybe find um, a nearby uh, town and ask them what went down here. Because nobody seems to talk to us, uh, well, right here. So maybe we should find someone who can give us some answers. Carly, I agree. Uh, we came here with, for a reason, uh, following the instructions in the Cessorium, places that we needed to visit that might have uh, some kind of work for us. Clearly this place doesn't. I thought maybe there was someone in this room. I thought I heard a sound, but I don't see anyone unless it's another invisible person. So I agree. We should we should go and find out what happened and see if uh, see if there's anyone else that could talk to us. Because uh, unless we want to stay here tonight uh, with the invisible people, if we do, we should probably get a room and uh, and do that. Otherwise, we should get out of here because I think the sun's about to set. Do you think that something will happen uh, once the sun sets? I can't see these people anyway, and I don't really want to find them in the dark either I just I just feel creepy about being here in the dark with people that I can't see we should get out of here or we should lock the door and, and go into one of them okay Cesar well if he's done he'll uh he'll come back out of the room and uh, he'll uh, approach his compatriots. He'll say, "All right, guys. Um, all right, you're gonna think this is weird. I, I had a little bit of a a weird vision in there. There's something up with that room. Um, but basically, I, I think that something's gonna happen here in about uh, 15 minutes or so uh, when the sun goes down. Um, uh, have you ever heard of um?" You ever heard of vampires? <laughs> would uh, would Zenitari have any Kalishtar memories of this? Like anyone who has encountered them? Uh, sure. 
Okay. Then, yes, she's going to become visibly uh, agitated. Right. So, uh, that's that's who lives here or something? There's a lot of things about surrounding them. Uh, there's, I think, I, I don't know. Um, something like that. Uh, but basically, I get the sense that we are not going to be in danger, uh, so we should try to not kill them. Does that make sense? Uh, the, I, I think they might be actually a, a, a possibly a good source to try to figure out what actually happened here. Just putting that out there. Just process that. You know, uh-huh. see see what you can do so, with that that bit of info there. Do you happen to have any um, psychic info about the number of people that are about to come out when the dark happens here? Nope, nope, no, I don't. So, how about we go back to our uh, strange flying vehicle and wait there for uh, the town to come to non-life? <laughs> And I, I, yeah, that might not be a bad idea. At least have a a, so a getaway we, plan. Yeah, like that, so we can take off if they're not really friendly. Yeah, but uh, we should try to figure out what's going on here. I, I think so too, but maybe not being in the middle of it when yeah. it happens. Agreed. Uh, yes, yes. Let's not be in the middle of it when the dead rise. Okay. Um, so are you turning collective? Oh, and by the way, does Carl know what a vampire is? I think he's probably heard of them uh, as, as some scary um, horror, uh, children's horror story monsters, but nothing in detail. Okay. So are you guys leaving the inn? Pretty much sure. the town, as far as Carl's concerned. <laughs> Can we get out in 15 minutes? I mean, it seems kind of far. Who touches once you run down the stairs and go for the door? Who touches the door? Nobody! (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's open now, so we don't have to. No, who touches the door downstairs to the outdoors? Oh. Outside. Who would be first, logically? Xanatari. Um, Xanatari, you find the door... It's made of gold! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That's a Caesorium. Uh, the door is made of women! Also the... Also the Caesorium. <laughs> but we may not want to talk about that, how that door was made. Um, sorry, door is locked. But um, as you touch the door, uh, you hear kind of the rustle of paper... And some sort of note falls in front of you. Okay, I'm going to pick it up and read it. It's the bill. For real? Plus damages. <sighs> Xanatari turns and holding it out with two fingers in front of her, presents it to Carl. Okay. He'll uh, forward it to Cesar. I going to say, that's like... like... Leaving Disney World, and, and when you walk out, you give the bill to your kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, it's true. It really is Cesar's fault. 
Mommy, right. why is Goofy going to break our legs if we don't pay? <laughs> Honey, you had a Very second cute. set of toast. Mm. Um, he'll look at the bill. What does it say? How much? It's pretty pricey because you've, you know, destroyed some stuff. But, you know, you've got the money on you. Yeah. And he's on he's on the job, so maybe he'll bill this later. To death? <laughs> yeah. To death's outsource expense. It's a work expense, yep. Excellent. He'll, um... You can't cheat up. death, but you can uh, expense <laughs> death with taxes. Yeah. So he'll. Um, I'm guessing there's probably a counter or something down there. He'll put whatever the appropriate amount is okay. on the counter with the bill. As you do that, the um, outside you hear a very deep, rich peal from the church bell, announcing that uh, it is apparently quarter to the hour. And the money and everything lift off of the counter and move back behind the counter and kind of float off. There is a click at the door. Where Xanatari is standing. A click as it is unlocked. You have to um, try the door again. Yeah, I will try the door. I just wondered if I recognize the sound of an unlocking door. It's right. either a door unlocking or it's... An explosive you've, time? You step, you've stepped on a pressure plate or Good. it's going to turn into Betty. razors or, it. or it's a click. Okay. Uh, uh, she'll turn the knob and open the door. Okay. It's the jets and the sharks. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the beginning. Warriors, come out and play! All right, yes. I'm so uh, glad that we have no one who has any kind of stealthy rogue uh, talents to examine this kind of thing before we just do things. Nope. Yeah. Let the healer go first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, you open it up. It is definitely dusk, but the door opens, and you are able, if you want to, to start running or moving towards the circular thing. Yes, the parked vehicle. Yes. Okay, running away. Running away and chickening out. Zentari flees quickly across the open area towards where we had left our vehicle. <laughs> and they bravely ran away. Did <laughs> <laughs> we bravely ran away? Okay, aside from Zanatari, who rolls a perception check on the way out? Just not heard um. you cry? <laughs> what? Yeah, Pay attention oh. to our environment? Oh. I just rolled a 20. Natural. Okay. Two. First time. That says her nose. It's a world. Um. Cesar is distracted by the backside of Xanatari with all the gear and the metal and stuff. Oh, good. I thought for a second, and then I realized it was the stealing aspect. Um. Running away, and you decide that running away is good, therefore taking in none of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of partial, of course, but very good. Um, Carl, as you get down to about the second step from the ground, you notice that uh, some of the windows are opening on the various uh, buildings around, and candles start to flicker to life, at least as far as illumination. And there are what appear to be people looking out the window towards you as they're doing different things. Description-wise, they look like albinos. 
in addition, kind of going past you um, towards the church, a horse starts to materialize. It looks very kind of like an out, very much like an outline, and sort of fades into um, being as it approaches a water trough down the road. There's also um, some other signs of uh, activity around the town. So he'll uh, call out. Uh, it's got a strange feeling we should maybe run a little bit faster and point at <laughs> <laughs> soft directions where he sees the movements. There is an even reach, richer, deeper peel coming from somewhere else in town that joins the church bell announcing ten minutes to dusk. Running. Okay. Running quickly. Running. Coro's gonna <laughs> pick up Cesar if uh, he looks like he's not running fast enough. <laughs> Cesar, are you running fast enough? Um, uh, probably not. Okay. Are you taking any precautions so far? I think he's just trying to keep an eye out for... He's not... You know, having the warning that he had and n knowing that it's not actually just a vision that he had, but actually a, a real warning from a god. <laughs> He's not too concerned, but he doesn't mind the idea of having an easy exit, uh, but he's not as as terrified okay. um, to motivate him as the others probably are. Um, Carl, I'm going to hold your 20, just because um, the perception check isn't going to do that much for you, so I will bank your 20. And how are you going to pick up um, Cesar on the way past? Oh, he'll just... Um... Well, uh, match speed with him, uh, put out his arms and lift him up and shove him under his armpit. Okay. The cardboard cutout, Cesar. Love it. <laughs> okay. Cesar, is anything going to come falling out of um, your pouches or whatever? No, they're all, they're all tied down. Okay. All right. And uh, where is Winter. Um, well, Winter waited outside when we went into the inn area, so Winter would be running behind us, probably beginning to howl, because he would be disturbed by all the stuff that's going on. In the meantime, Xanatari is kind of beginning in her agitation to accidentally summon storm uh, clouds that are sort of slowly rolling in, because she's getting prepared to use hammering wind, and if we need to be drug the last ten squares to where we need to go, she's getting prepared for that. Okay. Whether it is due to your weather, not trying to do a pun there with the mm. use of words, but... Uh, Deep fog is starting to pour out of the woods and nooks and so forth as the sky above uh, begins to take on a very Transylvania-like swirling storm cloud effect. Thunder in the distance and lightning um, can be seen and heard, and the thunder works quite well alongside the pealing of the bell that announces five minutes tonight. However, your storm is making it considerably darker before the sun sets. 
How far away are we from the vehicle? You could be five minutes. You could be a little bit longer. You're now having to deal with fog and dodging trees and finding your way back to make sure that you are at the right clearing. Gotcha. I just meant in terms of distance. Can um, we see it? Is it visible or is it like as a forest in between? Where there's a forest in between you because there was the clearing forest and so forth. Okay. The ground is also starting to rumble considerably. Mm. Not exactly throwing you off your stride, but something behind you is moving the earth. And it feels, if you've ever been near a train track, is when a large diesel train goes by, mm. you get that kind of thrumming feeling as from the engine as it, as it goes by. Okay. Uh, that's, you know, a number of additional times. It's just, it's very much a almost living feeling of just something with the earth. I'm going to... Um pull Bert uh, closer to me and then kind of throw him above so he starts to orbit uh, his the ion stone that he is giving us some light and I'm going to climb onto Winter. Um, how many people can Winter carry? Uh, just out of character. Just have, you. Just me? Alright. Yep. Um, Bert starts to um, try and act like a lighthouse. It sort of sweeps light around you guys a couple of times and eventually the light shoots off into the distance at one particular fixed point. Going towards the fixed point. You're going towards the fixed point. Yes. Okay. Um, occasionally uh, other colored beams from Bert shoot off into the distance and you hear kind of a crumping whoop sound. Plugging something my ears. is being blown up. Okay. Carl. Um, you feel that there is something, if not on your heels, something is closely chasing after you or has at least noticed you. Without slowing down, he's gonna turn Cesar by 180 degrees so he now faces uh, backwards and asked him, uh, should I try to run faster? F faster? <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, no! I, I think you're going fast enough! Cesar, um, fog is a wonderful thing, especially fog as it's starting to become night. Uh, you might see shapes running here and there within the fog but you're not too sure if they are. But in the distance, you see roughly back where you think the town could have been. Some things start to rise up that kind of quickly is lost in, in the fog, but suddenly there's a mountain kind of rising up behind you. Like maybe right around where the the castle would be? Yeah, that whole kind of area. Suddenly something beyond Gargantuan mm -hmm. rising up. Got it. He is going to do his darndest to 
make out as many details of whatever that is as he can. It's just kind of this large black, darker you know thing on against the, you know in the in the distance, um, like Shadow of the Colossus type deal. Okay. Where it's just fog. All you see is just this shape going up, and it's starting to become dark enough that it gets lost. You just know that it's massive. And the sound is coming from that way, so it's just kind of this blob. Okay. Oh, and your um, death radar is kicking in. Okay. You seem to have some sense of things, but it's not necessarily coming directly from the town. It's coming from areas around, but they are old or dead. You know, so there's... People have died in in the forest or have been buried from previous homesteads. You kind of get the feeling that there were formerly other burial areas in this place. Okay. Could you summon Cthulhu again, Cesar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Last round. Xanatari. Um, or actually, Cesar, yeah. do you want to pass along that info to anybody, or are you just going to keep it to yourself and... Uh, no, he's good right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Carl, you have heard that uh, you're going at a, an appropriate pace. Do you believe him? Yeah, I believe him and try to not trip on uh, a route or something. And don't. Um, he's not going to appear behind him, but uh, keep his eye on the, on the path. Okay. Xanatari. What are you going to do? She's just riding winter as fast as possible, trying to get to where the beam of light is focused um, as quickly as possible. Not looking back and just trying to remain calm enough not to, uh, you know, accidentally electrocute anyone. Okay. Um, Occasionally off in your peripheral, you think you may see things moving in the fog parallel to you. Um, but between the thunder lightning that is rapidly approaching, winter howling, the sound from the earth, and a feeling of the bell signifying, and this, this, whatever bell they've got for nighttime, this one is just primo, it carries a good distance and sounds damn good. It's like the primitive medieval silent hill up in here. Yep. But... That goes off, and whether it is due to something else or the sudden burst of wind from the storm coming in through the forest as it hits you, the bell suddenly stops. Okay. Take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathdefordishonor.com. Find us on Twitter at deathd4 or on iTunes, which is our preferred place. You can also find us here every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at twitch.tv slash genesee. Uh, Click follow on the channel if you want. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.